Hey everybody, welcome to another week of No One Told Me, where hindsight is everything. So I have to make a confession. I will readily admit this. I know very little about makeup. I mean, I'm a grown woman. I'm in my 30s and I can still tell you very little about it. And the little I do know is from a kind, generous and spirit friend who calmly pulled me aside to inform me that foundation should actually match your neck while she gently pressed a softer shade of Estee Lauder into my hand. Also, there's our friend and skin slash makeup confidant, Rachel Waters, who I call when I'm standing in the middle of Ulta sweating because I don't know what my undertone is. This is maybe one of my biggest areas of flat out just no one told me, and I blame my mother for this whole of my life. But you know, she made up for it by plucking my eyebrows all through high school. So, you know, life just has a way of balancing out, right? Anywho, I'm not one to research this particular topic when I could spend that time deep diving into the backstories of each actor on the Netflix original, The Kissing Booth, because yes, I'm still a sucker for those kind of movies. I can't explain my ways, okay? But what I can do is I can find people who know more about the topics than I do and let them lead us in their ways. And so we find ourselves with my friend and soon to be yours, Emily Odom. I literally walked up to her at a conference we were at in Nashville to comment on her skin because it looked so stinking good. There were no ravines through which rivers could flow. And once I cracked 30, well, my skin also started cracking. So I realized I better get a plan in place. And Emily looked like the girl to ask. Now hear me when I say, I don't so much pursue this for the sake of looking good for others. I just realized my mood is in some ways tied to how I feel about myself. I didn't really notice this connection until I was a mom. But when I look back, I can trace it all the way to college. You know, with my first baby, I spent so many days in the vortex of just keeping an actual living, breathing human being alive that I lost track of where my deodorant actually was. And if the white stuff in my hair was dry shampoo or dried milk, that was extremely graphic. I'm sorry. But there's a confidence that comes with a scrubbed, moisturized and slightly powdered face and the use of a toothbrush. So when I took the time to care I felt more able to care. Do you know what I mean? It was like taking just that 15 to 20 minutes to wash my face and put on pants that buttoned. It made me feel more like it just, it made me feel more like me. So instead of a scattered, semi-flustered, really tired shell, I also think this could have been the hormones talking, but who can be sure? Really? I guess what I'm saying is a little bit of concealer and mascara can help clear the fog of a huge life change. Someone needs to put that on a word board. I mean, we could sell that at Home Goods. Anyways, Emily and I talked about all of that. Our conversation was almost an hour and a half. And if you're an almost mom or a not yet mom or are not real interested in being a mom, I have to say, even in the tiredness, the jokes about momming and the not so flattering descriptions, I hope you hear the joy underlying it all. The awe of the opportunity is still there almost daily. And If you're like, hey, I'm not here for the motherhood conversation, if you just look at the description of the podcast, you will find where you can jump ahead to where we actually start talking about makeup and skincare. So that's just a little little detail for you. We talk about starting a business, juggling said business with motherhood, and then we spend far longer than I expected was possible on a podcast talking about all the tips for what to buy and the tricks for making it work for you when it comes to makeup and skincare. And Emily is giving us a surprise at the end. So stick around for that. Also, if you haven't jumped in on the No One Told Me Facebook group yet, yes, I said it, a Facebook group, get in on it. Just click the link in our at NOTM podcast Instagram bio so you can get access to bonus clips, tutorial videos, and just honestly, the community we all crave. I truly went from like to love with Emily in this conversation, and I think you will too. 
I'm already recording. Don't say a curse word, Emily, because we are recording. I won't. And I will hold I, it I against you. Curse. <laughs> when you are uh, working out, running, exercise, if you get to go by yourself, what do you listen to? Do you listen to music or do you listen to podcasts? Okay, on a walk, I listen to podcasts. Mm. Mm-hmm. On a run, I'm listening to trap music. Because <laughs> you need it to ha- uh, hype you up a little bit? I don't want the neighbors to hear the music that I'm listening to, I'm, trap music. <laughs> like, this I is going to change I, how they view me if they hear yeah, this trap to, music. I need to remind myself, or I need to like put on a like something on me that says, like, you love Jesus, but you listen to trap music. So yeah. I was on, well, a friend of mine just got a Peloton treadmill. Uh-huh. And oh, it's another one. one of those things that I thought not worth it. And then I used it and I was like, like, absolutely worth it. I came home and I told my husband, I was like, Ryan, listen, we need to invest in these Pelotons. (laughs) And then he looked him up and he was like, you think we need to what? Like what does that happen? But anyway, so I was doing one of the classes, which I picked. Here's the problem with these classes, Emily, is you don't know how to gauge what your speed actually should be. And so all of a sudden you're feeling competitive and you're like, this is easy. But then you forget, oh, I'm three minutes in and this is a 45 minute class. (laughs) And so I'm like, and this is a warm up. Yes, it's literally the warm up. And I'm like, Ooh, look, I'm feeling good. I can go faster and faster. And then I realized the only music they have on is trap music. And I was like, uh-huh. I can't listen to you talk and this music at the same time. I need you to pick a lane, buddy. Pick a lane. Yep. I've, I've heard their music is really, really good because you can pick with it. You're right. Well, I'm thinking about the bike, but you can pick your ride based yes. on the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you like well, hear a song that you like, you just favorite it and they put it on a playlist for you for like future workouts. How nice of them. Isn't it amazing? I mean, well, you're, pay- you're paying, you're paying them that. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they should, at the very least, they need to at show up at my house with water and a towel create. at that yeah, point. Exactly. If I pay yeah, a massage, much. maybe. Oh my gosh. I was drenched yep. when I finished that class. It looked like I had jumped in a swimming pool and I wanted to curse out the instructor because he made it so, so hard. <laughs> Okay, so have you done the bike? Do you like the treadmill versus the bike? I've never done the bike. I used to do spin classes back when there wasn't a pandemic, but Uh I haven't done one (laughs) since. So this was like my first actual class um, on the Peloton that I've ever done. And it was where they talk to you the whole time, which is a great distraction. That is a great distraction. Until they start saying really stupid things like get across that finish line or go faster (laughs) and don't don't lower the incline. And then you're like, you're an idiot. Shut up. This is all you do your whole life. I birthed two children. What have you done? What have you done? (laughs) What have you done, actually? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Emily, speaking of our lives and what do people know about them? I need, (laughs) I need, you like that transition? I am a professional. Yeah, that was perfect. That was smooth. You are a professional. (laughs) I need to get my my notes out. (laughs) Listen, you do. <laughs> Those transitions, they just come so naturally to me. I can't help it. Um, but Emily, let's jump in. I'm so excited. We met, when was that? November? When we were at that November, conference? Pre-pandemic. When we could talk very close to each other. We stood Without in a, a group on. of hundreds of women with no mask. <laughs> yep. But anyways, we were at a conference. And I will never forget one of the first things I said to you was how good your skin looked. And you were like, wow. thank the Lord for retinol. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gave credit where credit was due. And I appreciate Absolutely. that. And here we are almost a year later. Do you realize that it's almost November again? Yeah, that is, that's terrifying that this year went by that quickly. It feels like we were in some kind of like, I don't know, like time warp. It's insane. Yeah. But where we need to start, Emily, I need you to go ahead and just tell us a little bit about it. what you do, your family life, what you love, maybe your greatest pet peeve. Those are always fun to know. Just tell us all about it. Okay. Well, first, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. This is really exciting. Um, as Callie said, we met a year ago. Um, well, almost a year ago. Wow. Okay. Um, that was the fastest year of my life. 
But we met at the Blistem conference and she was freaking hilarious. And when I heard that she had a podcast, I was like, perfect. So I'm glad people are listening to this girl talk because she is so entertaining. But yes, I am Emily Odom. I'm a makeup artist. I'm a mom of (laughs) three girls and I'm a wife. I'm not a housewife. I always like to tell people that. Let me be clear. Let me be clear here. My husband is 110% more domesticated than I am. Does he cook? Oh, yes. Is he really? Okay. Okay. He, he does like, like when we say we cook, we go pick up meals at Trader Joe's and put them in the oven. That's, that's Listen, how we cook. it counts. I don't, if you have to preheat an oven, it counts as cooking. It counts. So Absolutely. any other opinions are not welcome here is all mm-hmm. I can nope, say. Sorry. Well, I told Ryan we were doing our civic duty by ordering out the majority of quarantine when we were doing safer at home. I was like, we are helping our community continue to order food. Even though we're at home, we weren't doing anything else. I could have cooked. Nope. But Absolutely. no, it was better for everyone if we just ordered out. We were. So. We were, what did I say? That we, we were stimulating the economy. That's what I kept That's saying. That's exactly <laughs> what we were doing. We are doing we're, our duty. They need we're us. We're doing our duty. So um, I don't cook, but I am a makeup artist. And I've been doing that. My first wedding was in 2015. So it's been a while. I'm a mom to three girls. I'm trying to think of anything three else. Three girls, cool about two me. of which are three twins. Girls. Let's not yes. let that go. Yep. They will be two in um, September. That so is- that's so sad. Okay. That's number wild. one question I have for you when uh-huh. it's really not number one. I don't know why Let's I just it. ranked it Let's because it. it's definitely not the best question <laughs> we have, but it, I said it, it's there. So when I was pregnant with my first, I honestly prayed for twins because here was my thought. I want a boy. Mm-hmm. I want a girl. I'm done in one swoop, you know, like yeah, pop these babies out one you, and done. Yeah. Like you're done. Mm-hmm. But then I had the one and I was like, mm-hmm. what do people do when they have two at the same time? time. I was just so thankful that God was like, no, Callie, you know what? You're just going to have one <laughs> this time. And then the next you can have another one. What was yeah. the difference like between having your first and then having two at once? I kept telling people there's a reason why God gives you two boobs. Saddle <laughs> up one on each side. It's fine. That is good. That's good. <laughs> um, really, they were, they were preemie. So they slept a lot at first. So I mean, I'd probably say the first like two months of their life, they slept, but then from there it was just rotating. Um, like we, and we tried really hard to get them on one schedule. Mm. And so we, we eventually did that, but I, I'm going to be completely honest when I say that the first year of their life was a complete blur. Like I remember black hole. hole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you said you were trying to get them on a schedule and we're going to jump into a little bit of motherhood questions too, because Mm -hmm. it's one of those things, especially when you're trying to balance a career and motherhood, it's like, you can't separate the two. They almost have to go together on some Mm -hmm. degree, but you said trying to get on a schedule. And I honestly was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I have such a heart for first time moms because I remember the chaos that Mm -hmm. I felt. Everyone's telling you what you should do. And so you're trying to do all of those things, but then you feel like I'm failing at all of these things because my kid doesn't actually need any of these things. So what did you learn about the schedule? That was a big thing for me is I, I'll never forget Henley. It was my first. And I was, I was sitting in the living room with my mom and I had her on a, what, what do they always tell you to do, Emily? It's eat, play, sleep, eat, wake, sleep, eat, wake, yeah. sleep. Uh-huh. eat, play, sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, we're going to do this. And so she mm-hmm. would eat and then, cause you have like three hours. They're supposed to be up for like three hours yep. at a time. Mm-hmm. And so we would eat and she would finish and then she would try to fall asleep after eating. Mm-hmm. And I was just blowing in her face or putting a cold <laughs> towel on her or cold like, towel. Doing- 
terrible things to try to keep her away and force her to play with something. And she's like seven days old. And And my mom was like, Callie, what are you doing? And I was like, everything says they need to be on a schedule. But the moment I released that and just let her Uh do whatever. And then with Hagen, my second, he didn't even stand a chance. He did whatever he wanted from the get go. Because I was like, whatever it takes. I don't care. Second child. I I was like, I don't care what you do. Survive. Yes. What did you learn? I learned more than anything that just because it's right for someone else's kid does not mean it's right for my kid. And it's okay. I don't need to feel Mm -hmm. bad about it. But I mean, what did you learn? You said we were trying so hard on a schedule. Kind of how did you get your feet under you? So I would say you were made that that kid's parent for a reason. God didn't make a mistake when he made you that baby's mom or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and so whatever decision that you feel is right, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And you need to listen to that. And and there's so much noise. I mean, everybody's like, oh, you're having a baby. Here's seven books that you need to read. Listen to your own convictions. And if you are like, this isn't working, then don't try to force it mm-hmm. because all you're going to do is end up so you're going to be mad at the baby. You're going to be mad that it's not working. You're going to be flipping through the pages of the book when really maybe the baby was hungry and didn't eat as much, but you thought it did. I mean, like it, it gets so calculated and that's not what it, that's, I don't think that's what God intended. Did people tell you at first, like nursing, I think is one of the hardest things to figure out as a first time oh mom, gosh. because mm-hmm. it, I, you were manhandled in that hospital. Uh-huh. I mean, like straight <laughs> up manhandled in that hospital when they're trying to teach you. There's about, no um, decency. No, at all. Here. It's all out the window. Yeah. But I remember they'd be like, okay, she needs to eat about three ounces. And I'm like, how the heck are you measuring that stuff? Like, what do you mean yeah. three ounces? I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not measuring it as it comes out. So how are you? I just remember they throw so much knowledge at you that's supposed to be helpful. And then you're just lost in it. And it's almost like those feelings of guilt come immediately in motherhood. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, like even like I had a C-section. Well, I had two C-sections. But I mean, the the moment that you are like, crap, I'm not having the birth that like I thought that I was supposed to have, Mm -hmm. then that guilt. And it Mm -hmm. really, I mean, it's true. There is nothing like, and everybody told, tells you that like, oh, there's, there's guilt, like mom guilt. And you're like, I don't really, you don't know that until you know it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that comes with having a new baby that comes with being a business owner and a mom that Mm -hmm. comes with, I mean, there's so much guilt associated with motherhood. And really all it is, is from outside noise because who could make you feel guilty if there was no noise Mm -hmm. you would just be doing your best yeah you know yeah I think and I think a lot of that comes from social media especially (laughs) and I feel even worse now for first-time moms because I mean it was already a thing obviously when we had our kids it was already there but it only gets bigger and worse and so now Mm -hmm. I think about these moms who are sitting there with their baby and they're scrolling their phone scrolling and you followed all these accounts about motherhood because you think I'm going to need this I'm going to want to know this and then they just make you feel bad like yeah. well my kid didn't hit that milestone or oh my gosh I'm not I don't look like that right now or we're not oh my gosh I'm not they're not doing tummy time because yeah let me tell you something both my kids hated tummy time they didn't do uh-huh. them and they're great all right but <laughs> we're making it over here but I do feel like social media feeds that noise like what you're talking mm-hmm. about Absolutely. My mom always told me because the twins took forever to walk. And because with your first, it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, it's their first birthday. They're Mm -hmm. not walking. Something's wrong. But really, I was just putting pressure that no one needed on my kids. I didn't need it. My kids didn't need it. They were just lazy, really. Um, And my mom told me, she was like, Emily, they're not going to crawl to kindergarten. Is that not the best? I remember reading that somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Someone was talking about their kid 
wasn't, uh, oh, they couldn't take the passy away. They were very uh-huh. concerned. And someone wrote, listen, it's not like they're going to go to college with a passy in their mouth. Like, uh-huh. it's going to be fine. They That's are going, good. they're going to do what they need to do. And they're going to be normal because you love them and you normal. care about them. And that is yep. why everything's going to be okay. But you yep. mentioned even Emily, you know, owning your own business and getting that off the ground and then having kids because you were already doing makeup before you had your first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the world was your oyster. You could do whatever you wanted. I could. <laughs> How did you, what were those days like? How what did you find to be alive? <laughs> isn't that the truth? How did you first get interested? And then how did you figure out, wait a second, like I could actually make this my job. I can start a business based on makeup. Well, I absolutely accidentally became a makeup artist because I did makeup for friends in college. Yeah. But then um, my friend had a little bit of a mishap before her wedding. And it was about three weeks before her wedding. And she didn't have a makeup artist. And she was like, I thought you were going to say someone waxed off her eyebrow or something. No. I mean, <laughs> no. It, no, little fun fact that did happen to me very close to my wedding. They had the wax too hot and they burnt oh, at, like, part like of Christina my eyebrow. Yang. It was awful they burnt half of it off and I remember I had to go sit with my advisor the next day in college and she was like honey that's your face (laughs) I was like thank Uh, you thank you you. ma'am that's great (laughs) but your friend had a similar mishap Mm -hmm. she actually had no makeup artist about three weeks I'll I'll be generous and say it was a month but it may have not been a whole month and she was like you're gonna be my makeup artist oh and you're gonna do my hair and I was like, girlfriend, oh, I don't do makeup professionally. So I promise I'm not your girl. You don't want me. And she was like, well, I don't have another option. And so I did her hair and makeup and it um, was great. She was really happy. I mean, like talk about some flipping pressure. pressure. Here. You- these are lifelong pictures. I mean, these are right? the pictures you pull out and show your grandchildren. Yes. Uh-huh. But my name got out there as a vendor and I was very much not trying to be a vendor, but she lifted me as a vendor. So your business was accidental is what you're saying. It's very just- accidental. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because I love to do makeup on myself mm-hmm. because it was like therapy to me, but I didn't want the pressure of having to perform for someone. Yeah. Does that yep. make sense? Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. It was very accidental. Initially, I didn't learn anything about makeup till college. I mean, I didn't wear it in high school. None of that. And so by college, I kind of figured it out as I went and did all the wrong things because no one and I'm calling out my college friends here did not tell me to do it different. And so I start figuring things out. And of course, as you get older, it gets more important, especially that skincare part. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And so everyone's like, yeah, I watched this YouTube tutorial. I learned this or this, which is great. But I was like, why are people watching this? And just the other day, I watched one of yours and you used the spray Uh stuff very, very first. Should, yes. I should have known, Emily, that that is the first step, but I didn't. Why didn't no one tell me? <laughs> no one told me the order that makeup goes on. It's fun to learn that not only do I love makeup and doing makeup, but I love teaching makeup mm. and seeing women not only as they, as I do their makeup and how they view themselves and their demeanor change after I do their makeup, but then when they learn, oh, I could actually... I could do this to I myself. Do this, yeah. Yeah. And it's so intimidating and it's intimidating to even me sometimes because there's so many options. But once you, once you get the hang of it, it is, it's like the back of your hand. And I really, really, really love probably even more than doing makeup. I love teaching makeup. Yeah. But you know, as anyone knows who has ever tried to build something on their own, especially a business, there are always just this ridiculous amount of things that are going to contend for your attention. And that's magnified by like a billion <laughs> If you are a mom, 
So, I mean, have you noticed that too? Like, how do you split your time and your priorities in a way that makes all the parts of your life feel valuable? Um, so we are, my husband's actually self-employed too. We are a completely self-employed Talk family. about a power couple. I yeah. mean, come on. Talk about when business is slow. Um, Talk about anxiety <laughs> for a moment. Yeah. Yep. No. So we have learned, and this is really funny. I'm sure everybody knows Fixer Upper here, yeah. but Chip and Joe obviously own their own business. They bring their kids along. And mm-hmm. they do life. Business is just a part of life. Yeah. And kids are just a part of life. And and I said earlier, we have a nanny. I have parents that live close. So we have help. But there are some days where like Kurt takes the kids to a job site or the girls sit with me while I have a client. And I want them to see that we work hard and Mm -hmm. that, you know what, you can be a mom and you can own a business at the same time. There's a, there's totally a time and a place where I'm obviously not going to take my kids to a wedding and do makeup, (laughs) but you know what? I mean, people, when they hire me, know I'm a mom and I don't want it to be like, Oh, sorry, you're a kid. You're not involved in Mm -hmm. this part of our life. So I try my best to find a little bit of a balance, but really for us, there's no such thing as work-life balance. It's just like, work life. It's like one word. Well, especially if you are self-employed, it means your hours are usually a little bit all over the place. It's usually Uh whenever you're needed, you're on. You can't make these nice little categories that everything fits into. And I think that's a life lesson across the board, not even just with like your your personal and your professional or whatever. Life just doesn't work that way. But even I remember Uh one of the best pieces of advice I got when I had Henley, because we were, your life changes so much. I know we keep harping on that, but the way you live your everyday life changes. Mm -hmm. But the more that you bring your kid along into your everyday life, the more that they're going to grow and acclimate and continue to be a part of it instead of trying so hard to keep it separate, which is so much more work than you even have to really do. And that that's exactly what it was. It was becoming more work than it was worth Hmm. to try and be like, Oh, I have a client at this time. I have to make sure I've got childcare at this time, or you have to be asleep at this time because I'll, I'll tell you what, talking about schedules, kids don't care. <laughs> they like at all. I mean, no. they want you when they want you and just uh-huh. deal with Little it. Yes. Savages. Um, and so, I mean, like just the other day I'm on an Instagram live, my kids were screaming. So I was like, you know what? Got to get up, get my kids. Yep. I, this is what it is. That is this is life. Yep. Uh, I mean, I've had clients before where I'm doing makeup and I've strapped a baby to me at the house in my studio. Um, and again, I know that that's not always like the most professional or beautiful bridal experience, but again, you're still going to look good in your pictures. No one needs to know what it took. Fabulous. You just need to know you're going to look good at the end of the day. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that on the website. Listen, you need to write that down. Put that on there right yep. now. You wrote. You learned a <laughs> new transition. How to get into yep. questions. That is perfect. Emily, let's lean in a little bit into motherhood for just a second. Now, I don't think I realized how important it was to my mental health. I mean, we even talked about this. Like we smelt weird at times. I yep. I literally remember. I could not keep track of when or if I had brushed my teeth for like a week <laughs> straight. And you know, like, and, and I didn't notice and I learned so much with the first one. And at the second one with Hagen, I got back to normal so much faster because I made myself do routines. I made myself, yeah. okay, Callie, you're going to get up and you're going to put on real clothes and uh-huh. you're going to, you know, brush your hair and you're going to mm-hmm. wash your face and do some of these things because otherwise you just get trapped in this tornado of caring for an actual human life and you forget what it even looks like to care for yourself. So I know we talked a little bit about you trying to even juggle twins and motherhood and starting a business, but 
I know for me, I genuinely felt better when I actually got ready. How have you seen that play out? Not even just in your life, but the lives of your clients. I know that usually if you do their makeup once, you're going to do it again. And so you watch them kind of go through life. How have you seen, okay, when you take care of yourself and do things that make you feel good, it makes a difference with how you approach your day. So it's funny that you said, like, I, I really do life with my clients. I do engagement. You know, I do their makeup for engagement photos, and I do their wedding, and then mm-hmm. they come back for maternity, and then they come back after newborn. And it's usually about between newborn, I mean, maternity and newborn photos that I get asked the question, so do you do, you do makeup lessons? Could you teach me how to do this myself? Yes. Because you realize, okay, now I'm not going to be able to have time or afford for you to do my makeup every time I would like it done. But also, like you said, I want to feel good like this, not just when you do my makeup. I want to, I want to feel good every day. And that's not always going to look like a full face of makeup and lashes and contour. But for myself personally, after having the twins, I got into such a, I would say it was like a, you're in your pajamas, you change out of your daytime pajamas and into your nighttime pajamas, and then you just kind of rotate. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a rotating. Just as long as I don't have to put pants on that button, every anything goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I really struggle with postpartum depression with the twins. And Kurt, my husband, he noticed when I all of a sudden, because I just kind of did this, it was like a day that they actually napped. Mm -hmm. I like, picked up a makeup brush again because I was like, you know what? I used to like doing this. <laughs> so I'm going to see what it feels I'm like. I'm trying to remember who I was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I did my makeup and I didn't feel the most confident because again, just had twins, but something in me shifted and he even noticed you just, you just feel, you just seem like you feel better. Mm-hmm. And it, it does not take much. I mean, put on a t-shirt dress like I've got on right now and brush your hair, like you said, and do a five minute face, you know, and motherhood, brand new motherhood is a good time to try it because you are so captivated by this tiny human that mm-hmm. you feel like is everything and, and you no longer have an identity. Um, yeah. And so that's a perfect time to either learn how to do it so that you can feel confident when you do it or be try it again. Yeah. Just, just start, just start with some tinted moisturizer or oh. mascara or concealer. Cause can, you know, cover up those dark circles. Help <laughs> yes. Help make it right. Yep. And then it feels like they're a permanent fixture on your face and you're like, well, uh-huh. I do, but we're going to get to that. We're getting to yeah. that. But you Here know, that are. is one thing that I wish someone would have told me pre motherhood, even when I was pregnant, is that you are going to lose yourself a little bit at first. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to feel the same, whether it's physically or mentally or emotionally, nothing feels the same. And -hmm. it's almost like you're you're supposed to and expected to navigate all of that. But then also keep a human being alive at the same time. And I just wish someone would have just told me that like, hey, nothing's going to be the same, but it's okay. It's good. There are going to be so many good things that come out of it. But in the moment, you're going to be overwhelmed by all of the change all at once. And that's okay to feel overwhelmed. But I know that was a big one for me. What, what do you wish someone would have told you about motherhood? Yeah, I would. It's funny because we just talked about it. But I would say to try and minimize the noise. Mm. You were created to be this tiny human's mom. And no matter how many, like whether it's your mom or your mother-in-law or your sister who's had three kids already, nobody is momming this kid Mm -hmm. right now. And God didn't make a mistake when he gave you this baby. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you will have convictions. I mean, you're mm-hmm. a mom, you know, it's like, you're like, no, I feel like I want to breastfeed. So yes. I'm going to try that. Yeah. And the twins, we supplemented with formula and nobody was going to change my mind mm-hmm. about that because I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to do it because they're my kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is going to work and it's going to yeah. be fine. I mean, we supplemented yeah. with Henley and it was such a hard decision for me because I felt this yeah. pressure to nurse her because that's what's best and that's what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. And, yep. but I was an insane person. I felt like I had literally become a part of the recliner. I mean, I was ingrained <laughs> into it and I was never getting up and it took Ryan. Ryan was like, I'm going across to the drugstore. I'm going to get some formula and I'm going to bring yeah. it back and we're going to give it to her and you're going to take a walk. You're going to just yeah. go somewhere mm-hmm. and do something. And the moment he made me do it, I felt so much relief. And yep. guess what? Your kids yeah. are going to be okay if you don't yep. follow every single rule. And even what yep. you touched on, Emily, I was thinking this on a, I was taking a walk the other day and I was listening to something. I don't remember what it was, which means it was probably really good. But <laughs> I do remember thinking when, when I was pregnant with Henley, there was this video concept that I pitched for what I get to do as a full-time job is content creation. Mm-hmm. And so I remember pitching this video. It was going to be for Mother's Day. And I was like, hey, what if we kind of did an interview with a mom that was like before having the baby and everything mm. she thinks it's going to be based on what everyone said, based on what she's read, the movie she's watched, like let her paint the picture of what it's mm. going to be and then come back four weeks, four or five weeks after the baby's born and ask her the same questions and see what happens. And so it turned out it was me who did the video because I was pregnant at the time. And so they we did it. They came to my house and I talked about all the things I was going to do and how easy it was going to be. And then they came back. And I remember sitting there and the director of it texted me and was like, Hey, we're going to be there tomorrow. Do you know what you want to say? And I was like, I mean, I don't want anyone in this house. It is a, it is a disaster. And I don't feel like being on a camera. I feel Mm -hmm. disgusting. And you're going to stick a camera in my face. So anyways, I'm sitting there typing out what I want to say. And the last thing I typed, and I know that God just placed this on my heart because of all the pressure I felt. But it was, I am not going to be the perfect mom, but I am the perfect mom for Henley. When God created Henley, he looked all over the world for who was Mm going to be her mom. And he picked me for a reason, like you said, on purpose. And that is an honor. And it is a dishonor to that task when I question everything that I do. And, oh, that's good. You know, and make it sound like I can't do anything right or I'm failing at it. I I am not failing because God ordained me to be her mother. And so, I mean, I just think that's so solid what, like the way you set that up and how you explain that, especially if you can still say that after birthing twins, then. My gosh, I can't. And I can't imagine a C-section with twins. Like, It's a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, are you holding one when they pull the so, one out? So there's a lot of people in the room because oh, yeah. Yeah. there are two of them, but they're preemies. So there's a lot of procedures that they're worried about. Are they breathing alive? Yeah. You know, First and foremost, know, let's, there let's are check this off. Things. That they're concerned with here, you know, I don't know. And one of them actually wasn't breathing. I, we can oh laugh about gosh. it now. I had no idea she was, she wasn't breathing well. Mm-hmm. And so they actually brought me baby B first. And I was like, that's odd. Cause baby A came out first. Yeah. So like, why? Initially the red, and you're already hyped up and your adrenaline <laughs> through the roof sobbing. Yep. I was sobbing for no reason. Oh, sobbing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just, this is very natural. <laughs> Just give me my baby. What's happening? I don't know what's yep. happening. Yep. I remember, and this was, I don't remember them doing this with Henley, but with Hagen, right before they started the surgery, they said, okay, Callie, can you tell me what you're in here for? 
Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, guys, I've been here a while. How do you not know why I'm in here? But it's for legal purposes. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, you're going to get my baby. And they're like, no, we need you to say I'm going to have a C-section. I was like, are you? I'm literally just so stressed out already. And I was like, you're feeding me lines. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing That is right too now. good. It was just absurd. Just get my daggum baby out of there. I'm good. laying here. I can't feel anything. <laughs> Did you have a reaction to the epidural? Like, did it make your arm shake? Uh, no, but I heard a lot of people oh, say that. Emily, I cannot describe to you. Okay, you know when you go get a pedicure and you sit in the chair and you turn the massage thing on and it's shaking your entire body and you're like, this is real weird, but you know, you're still rubbing my feet, so I'll go with it. I mean, that's what this was like. Oh, and I will man. never forget them putting both. I was like that with both, but putting them on my chest. And with Henley, I said, this doesn't feel safe because I was just <laughs> shaking so hard. Oh, bless you. But listen, if you're a mama who's listening and you're pregnant and we just scared the snot out of you, let me We're tell sorry. you something. <laughs> we are sorry, but also it is the greatest experience of all time. I mean, I cannot yep. ever ever explain how wonderful it is. But okay, Emily, the real reason we have you here. Let's get back to it. We are going to round this out. What are your top three favorite products of all time? Okay, my top three makeup products. Well, okay. Mm, okay, it's an eye primer. It is the best. Is that necessary? Is eye primer really necessary? You know what? When you realize how good it is and what it does, you're like, I'm never living without this. Why stuff. did I ever not use this? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you think it's a waste of money. Like, really, do we need it again? Like you said. But so, if you are a mom, you need this stuff. It is Becca B E C C A um, anti fatigue under eye primer. I'm in. I, as soon as you said under eye, I'm committed. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, friends, it has caffeine in it. Like the product Mm. has caffeine in it. Is it it made by Duncan? I'm a big fan of caffeine from Duncan. (laughs) (laughs) No, does not. Green tea, um, but it will wake you up. It even has like a little tingling, cooling feeling. It is amazing. Can you get it on Amazon? Where do you get it? Um, Okay. I will. Here's a little disclaimer here. Don't buy. I'm learning this for myself because I did this, don't buy a makeup or skincare product on Amazon <laughs> unless it's, unless you look at the seller and you see that it's a big time seller because a lot it of times expires. Yeah. Uh, they're getting you good. That's the tricky thing about buying stuff at TJ Maxx and Marshall's too. Uh, yeah. Because if you, I learned this, um, my friend Rachel, we did a makeup conversation like a year, year and a half ago or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was bragging about all my finds and she was like, Callie makeup expires. And I was like, excuse me. What? Like, <laughs> what? No one told me. This. Do you know this mascara I've been using since seventh grade? It, it expires. It's um, a little dry, but it's great. <laughs> I literally just because I never really wore makeup in high school or anything, so I would mm-hmm. buy one tube of mascara, and no joke, was still using it six years later. And yep. she was like, mm-hmm. "That is the most disgusting thing I have ever heard." <laughs> well, I've seen more disgusting, but. But yes, it does. There's a little jar that's open, usually on the Mm -hmm. bottom of most of your, it's either on the back or the bottom. And it has the number and like an M next to it. And it's like 6, 12 or 24. Yep. 6, 12 Uh, or 24. Those are what they always are. Are they? I know so much about makeup. Listen, Emily, I don't even need you. I am now the makeup influencer. If you need to know anything. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, that primer you just mentioned that goes under eye. Is that also what will keep the eyeliner or mascara from getting on your under eye? 
So what it does, what the, the best thing that it does is it keeps your concealer from like caking or creasing. Yes. That's what it, that's the best. Where can we get this? Now you say don't get stuff from Amazon unless it's a big time. Where can we get the Becca? Um, Ulta. Ulta. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Ulta online. Listen, I don't, or I still Ulta don't online. go anywhere. I haven't been we to a target <laughs> in like six months. Okay. So Becca is your first one. What are some other of your top favorites? Then I've got Charlotte Tilbury airbrush. And this is a really big tongue twister. Charlotte Tilbury airbrush flawless foundation. It is a really super full coverage foundation. It is pricey, but I've been using the same bottle uh, because I see, I like to keep like an everyday foundation and then I like to keep my, my fancy Your stuff, fancy for, like, stuff mm-hmm, for photos. When I'm feeling fancy. And so I think I bought this one in maybe January and I've still got it. It really will make your skin look airbrushed. It is. So beautiful. you use that when you're fancy. What do you use every day? I really love it cosmetics actual foundation. So their foundation is a tinted moisturizer. They have oh. a foundation and they have a CC cream. And the CC cream's a little bit more full coverage than the foundation. But on an everyday basis, I usually do some kind of tinted moisturizer. And I really, really love It Cosmetics. How um, do you pick foundation. the color that matches? You match it to your neck, correct? Yeah. Well, you want to match it right here on your jawline um, because that's the space between your neck and your face. Yeah. So you want to get the closest to what's going to blend the two of those. Mm. And that's going to be right there on your jawline. What self-tanner so, do you use? I love St. Tropez. You can also get that from Ulta. Um, and then what are the wipes there? You can get those at Target, Walmart, CVS. They are, um, is it Neutrogena? I think they're Neutrogena tan wipes. Okay. Oh, wipes. They're pretty big and you can just one swipe and then swipe. I mean, they're, they're, they're great. Oh, I'm listen. I'm learning so much. Okay. Yep. So you've got the Becca primer. You've got uh-huh. the fancy schmancy foundation that we're just going to link to on show notes. Cause I'm not going to try uh-huh. to say it again. You have the <laughs> it foundation. That's your favorite every day. Uh-huh. What's one more of your top favorite products makeup wise. Okay. Um, this is my favorite lip gloss of all time. It is NYX or NYX. I don't know. Some people say yes, NYX. Yes, some yes, people yes. say NYX. Butter gloss. Oh, and the shade you want the shade cream brulee it's a perfect nude pink but it is so soft and it goes on really pretty over actual lipsticks or liquid lips or whatever but it's like i think they're four dollars six dollars i love that nyx stuff because it's usually Uh pretty good and it's inexpensive their products are they they are not they're not joking over there at NYX. Well, and two, here's the deal. I yeah. am not a lipstick gal, but I'm trying to make myself that because I just love how it looks. You want to find your perfect nude and then put some kind of gloss over it and depending on the season if you want it to have a little more of a berry tint, then you can just put a berry gloss over that or uh-huh. during the summer do a, a nudie pink or whatever. So just start with a nude that you like and then yeah. just mm-hmm. pick glosses that you like over it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. What yep. a wealth. Now I'm taking notes. Now I, I know. I'm just I know. learning there so are, much. I could, I, could, I could talk for hours. I mean, I guess we are technically. And we but. technically we are. We're about to crack it. We're about to crack it. Okay. Top um, three skincare. Okay. Retinol. So the one that I use is super good for sensitive skin. It's a great first time yes. retinol users because a lot of time retinol can be drying mm. and you don't want that because... I mean, the whole point of using a retinol is to give you a little bit more of a smoother finish. Yes. And also when you first start out on retinol, you should start every other day, right? I mean, you don't just go all in and use it all the time. When you're first starting Mm -hmm. out, when do you use it? So I use it at night. Okay. And then I would definitely, I always tell people start every other day. Okay. It is Redevance Skin 
um, by Obagi, O-B-A-G-I. You don't need a lot. I mean, one pump per every A dab will do you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. This stuff will last you. And you want to start out something medical grade. Medical grade's great, but you want to start out with the very lowest grade. And Redavance is the lowest grade of retinol. That's still going to make a difference. Like this stuff, I use it around my eyes. It doesn't even irritate my eyes. It's yeah. fantastic. How do you um, know when to bump up? When you are not drying out. Technically, okay. I could I could bump up, but I really love, I love my, like, my results from what I'm getting for this. It's so, doing the work. You look great. Yeah, well, it's well, doing the you. work. <laughs> it's not the only thing. It's not the only thing. But I, I would say that once you're realizing that you're not drying anymore or that you're not burning or getting irritated or having redness, and then you could bump up. And then if you notice when you bump up that it's, oh, that was too much, then you can always take it, take back a step back. It. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So retinol yep. is your number one. What else you got? Yep. And then an eye cream. Mm, okay. I told my husband, no joke, this weekend, I said, I need you to prepare yourself because I'm about to drop some monies on my skin. (laughs) I need a for real solid routine, you know, because right now I'm just trying Mm -hmm. stuff and I need something that I'm following every day that is just one step at a time. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is Ole Henriksen Banana Bright Eye Cream. And it is, it's super, super brightening. It's got vitamin C in it. Supposed to be great, right? For your skin. It's like the best. So I really, really love that one because it it is brightening. It will help with dark, um, darkness or puffiness or whatever. And then I use Revision Skincare DEJ Eye Cream. The last conversation that I had about makeup and skincare, Mm -hmm. it was all pretty high priced products. I mean, we had some Mm -hmm. lower priced ones, but you can find really good stuff. And I'll never forget calling that same friend, Rachel, in the middle of uh, Sephora. And she's like, Callie, there's a section that's drugstore makeup. Go Uh over to that section. And there are good things there that you can use. Yeah, to try or whatever else. So talk about just a couple of like drugstore makeup switch outs. Okay, well, I could talk for real for real all day about drugstore. It was my favorite thing you did just the other day on um, Instagram Live. Oh, you used only drugstore makeup. And I, I used loved only it. drugstore makeup. And it because I, I think that really, if you're just an everyday gal, there are benefits, obviously, to high end makeup. But if you are not needing to wear makeup for 12 hours every day, and it to look fabulous for those 12 hours, then you can get away with doing a lot of really great dupes from the drugstore. And I'm going to tell you guys, these are my these are my top faves. So elf, again, I, some people say ELF. I used to think it was face. so shady, but apparently they have really it always looked sketchy to me. It kind of does because all of the prices are like, $2. And you're like, it like, can't be good. There's no way. There's no way this is going to be good. Yeah. Well, they are surprising us friends. They are doing, they're doing their work over there. So there is a primer and it's elf poreless putty primer, man. These are all like mouthfuls. Is it green? It is. Okay. So they've got three different Yeah. and they do have a, they do have a green one now because on the color wheel, green cancels out red. So look at that fun fact. Oh my goodness. They do. I know if you've got redness, like if you're really acne prone or you have rosacea, green primers and stuff will really, really help conceal the redness. I have a green one and it's great that I have it because I have a little bit of redness. Oh my gosh. I just subconsciously was just so smart about my purchases. I know you were. You see, you you give yourself more credit. (laughs) So their poreless putty primer is fantastic. It really does actually fill in the pores, which Mm -hmm. I know as we age, those are more prominent. They're just becoming Um, swimming pools on my face. Yep. Oh my gosh. And then I really, really love Milani baked blush. 
those blushes are fantastic. I think there's four different shades. They also have bronzers. Love them because they have a little bit of highlight to it. So you don't need to get another highlighter if that's not your jam. But they apply and they actually stay. Color pigmentation with drugstore products are usually the biggest issue. And these blushes don't fade. So they're fantastic. And they're, again, like kind of like a two-in-one, like highlight blush duo. Yeah. Yeah. Why buy two when you can buy one? Where do you put the highlighter again? Remind me. Right there on the top of your cheekbone. Top of the cheekbone. Okay. Very top of your cheekbone. Yep. And then you brush it kind of downward. We're going to have to do, we are going to do a tutorial. You're going to just have to do it. I'm I'm here for that. I'm absolutely here for that. And then I've got two more. Uh, Milani Conceal and Perfect Foundation. Um, And then the L'Oreal Lash Paradise Mascara. That's, Those are good ones and easy yep. ones to find. You don't have to search yep. hard. Okay. Yep. Do you, is there any skincare that you'll buy at the drugstore? I know that's a harder question because, listen, like Sarah Again. V, I'm a big fan of their gentle was, cleansers. That's what I was about to say. Yes. yes. Yep. Those yep. are, I've just started using their gentle cleanser at night because you're supposed to double cleanse. Just learned that uh-huh. recently. And it is why I do the molecular, what is it? You know what I'm talking about? That water? Um. Yes. The cleansing water. Yes, yes, yes. I do yes. that. And then I do the CeraVe yeah. gentle cleanser just uh-huh. to get everything off from the day. They're- and I just feel like a, a skincare guru. And I love that they have a daytime moisturizer and a nighttime moisturizer and their nighttime, like I use their nighttime moisturizer in my own skincare routine because you don't have to have a $70 moisturizer. You just set up my next question so well. I need to know what your skincare routine is like at night and in the morning. So let's start Uh at night. I want to know what your steps are. Okay. So I wash my face. Double cleansing is definitely a thing. It is. How do you double cleanse? What do you you use? I do the exact same thing. Okay. I use micellar water first, and then I use my actual foaming face wash. Mm-hmm. So I use the Brightening Face Wash by Revision Skincare. It can be drying too, but usually anything that's brightening can possibly be drying because of all the acids, but I can handle it. I started out every other day, bumped it up. So I do, I double cleanse micellar water, brightening face wash. Then I do my retinol, my Redevance. Love that stuff. Then I use my eye cream. And do then you I, do your eye cream over your retinol? Because you said sometimes you'll put your mm-hmm. retinol in your eyes and yep. you just layer it yep. on top. Okay, I do a layer right on all, top. I've always thought you can only do like one layer of something per area of skin. Nope. You can do, you can absolutely. And I just learned this tip. You before, after you wash your face, don't dry it off. Don't dry your face off completely. And if it does happen to dry before you put on the rest of your skincare, then just kind of wet it a little bit because this is super interesting. When your face absorbs the water, it will pull in all of the skincare with it. So that makes keep your face a little damp. Okay. So you do your retinol. Then my eye cream. Then your eye cream. And then I moisturize using that good old CeraVe. I mean, a moisturizer. Lather that on. Yep. Do you go all the way down your neck? Uh Uh-huh. Because we don't want a flabby neck. You know what I'm saying? We do not want that. (laughs) We don't want that in our lives in about 30 more years. Mm -hmm. I'm not living that life. No, Mm ma'am. Nope. And then the morning time, I do the same cleanser. I do the micellar water. Then I do the cleanser. And then I do vitamin C. 
And then I do, I have Revision IntelliShade, which is basically a tinted moisturizer. So whatever your favorite tinted moisturizer in, just go in with that. And then I sometimes use, if I don't want to go in with anything, or I'm going to go in with a full face of makeup, then I'll do, there's a local esthetician. Well, she's actually a PA, Skin by Blair. She's fantastic. And she has her own medical grade skincare line. Oh, wow. And she has a cream that I got actually won during a giveaway. So you moisturize, you do all of that for your morning skincare. And then mm-hmm. for your everyday face, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Are you just, are you doing a tinted moisturizer mm-hmm. and then what? So I, you always want to moisturize. If you've done your skincare for a little bit before you go in with your makeup, then you want to re-moisturize because you don't want a dry face will make your makeup look cakey. No matter how much or how little you put on, it will always moisturize. And then you will go in with whatever foundation, whether that's a tinted moisturizer, a CC cream, a full coverage foundation. Then I go in with my concealer right under my eye and then I set all of that with any kind of powder, you know, whether you want a loose powder or a pressed powder. So I set my concealer, my foundation, and then I go in with, it's a little trio by Too Faced and it's a bronzer blush highlight trio. And then I just kind of dust that in the contour blush area of my face because I don't have time to go in with all those steps. So, you know, kind of consolidate where you can. Okay. Do you have a preference between a loose or packed foundation? Powder, powder, powder. Yes. Yes. Under my eye, I usually like loose and then over my face because I want it to be a little more full coverage. I want a pressed powder will give you more coverage. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. What's one easy thing everyone can change about their routine today? They can either add or take something away. Okay. I would say start or up your exfoliation game. Mm. You want to exfoliate? That is one of our fast questions. One of our lightning uh-huh. round questions is how often mm-hmm. do you exfoliate? Okay, so I shave my face. That's my way of exfoliating. <laughs> okay, here's the next Sally. hour about of this podcast. Okay, listen. This could be a whole other podcast. Ladies, episode. we have hair on our face. It's we okay. Do. We have it. <laughs> It's there. Stop trying to act like it's not. So you shave your face. Do you use, okay, what do you use? Why do you use it? What do you do? I just pluck every now and again when there's one of those stray random hairs that you can Uh only see in the sunlight, but you see your husband like glancing down at it over and over again. And it's like, just tell me that you see it. Okay. This is way worse. Look away. (laughs) So I shave my face about every two weeks. Oh my gosh. What do you use? Okay, so you can use a tinkle razor. Those are like, they're little straight razors with a guard on them. And they're really tiny. Do you do your whole face or just like? Whole face, my friend. Oh my gosh. Do you have hair on your forehead? Do we have hair on our forehead? Do you see hair on my forehead? You have hair on your forehead. It is wild. And not only that, I need to do it actually. Um, Do you feel stubble? Oh, that's even worse. What if you have a stubby face? Oh no. (laughs) I'm concerned. I don't know about this. You, it exfoliates. It gets all the dead skin off too. Oh, and your makeup goes on like butter. I'm tracking about butter. Uh, yeah, I'm invested. I might do this. Okay, the tinkle razors. Yep, I personally like the tinkle razor. It's because it's smaller and you can get into places a little bit easier, like in between your eyebrows or like right around your nose. So, well, and that's you know, speaking of um, eyebrows, which is one of our fast questions that I'm just going to go. How do you shape your eyebrows? I do it myself with the razor. With the razor? Yes, I am. My life has changed. It It is forever changed. changed. 
you, you just wait until you do it. And then you, I had a client just come over the other day and she was like, I shaved my face for the first time the other day and I wanted to do it again today because it was that satisfying. I cannot <laughs> wait. Is it kind it of is- gross a little bit? A little bit gross. Yeah. Oh, I you can't. look at it and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> but here's the problem. I can barely keep my legs shaved. I don't know how I'm going to keep uh-huh. my face shaved. I mean, this is going to be tricky business. Because it's, again, it's almost like therapy. I swear. I can't wait. Okay. Are you ready for the lightning round? Here we go. All right. What are BB and CC creams and why should I use them? Okay. So a CC cream means color correcting. BB stands for, so BB is some kind of scientific, I'm not going to pronounce it right, so I'm not going to try. But CC is color correcting. BB, basically what a BB cream is, is it's another name for a tinted moisturizer. CC is going to be a little bit more full coverage because again, it is color correcting. Great. Okay. How do we feel about toner and astringent? Is it too harsh for the skin? I know a lot of people use it when they think that they have oily skin. Sometimes if you use it too much, too often, it's signaling to your body, oh, crap, we need to make, make more, more oil. oil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is just going to do the opposite. Um, toning your face is great because it balances the pH. Toning and astringent are a bit different. Toner, I say yes, all for that. Astringent, use it sparingly. If you have oily skin and it helps you, then don't stop. Once a day, if anything, for sure. Okay. Like at night, when after you've taken everything off, at night. all that yep. stuff. Okay. 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 Tips and tricks for shopping at Sephora or Ulta. How do you go in and not get overwhelmed? Do you just need to know what you want, but how do you figure out what you want? Know what you want. You want to make sure before you go in, you know, let's say, for, for, for instance, foundation. You're going in, you've got all these options for foundation. You want to know what kind of coverage do I want? What's my shade range? You need to know because you're going to go to this aisle and it's going to have 30 different foundations. Yes. And like, you want to know your undertone. That's a huge thing. You want to know your undertone. You can have like peach, red undertones. You can have neutral undertones. I'm with olive you. undertones. Yeah. And someone there can tell you that, right? If you're oh, like, hey, sure. what's okay, that's great. Ask. Yeah. They are so educated there. They're so smart about what they're they doing. So ask yeah. them and they love yeah. to be asked. So know what you want. And the way you figure out what you want is by podcasts like this and by Emily's tutorials. So there you go. go. What's the best way to hide a breakout? So color correcting is great. If you have, if you have a really, really red bump and you obviously don't want that to be red once you put on your foundation, you want to go in with a green, some kind of primer or color correcting stick. I love the Smashbox primers for color correcting. Elf is another great one. That's drugstore. They have a green color correcting stick and you want to put that straight green on top of the red, Mm. wherever the redness is. If you have like hormonal redness around your nose, I'd have that terribly or a red breakout on your chin or something. Then you put the green right on top of it. Then you want to go in with concealer And then you want to go over that with your foundation. Mm. So I know it seems a little backwards to do your concealer and then foundation, but concealer on top of the green will help conceal the green, which just concealed the red. I'm with you. Talk to me more about vitamin C. So here's what we talked about, right? Is that it's really great for your skin. What does it do? Is it brightening? What's it doing for you? You're right. Mm -hmm. And you just want to use it once a day. Once a day. And you want to use it during the morning because this is super interesting. Our skin is the essentially the same thing as like when you cut open an apple and it browns when you've left it when you've left it out for too long. Well, our skin is like that in that the sun breaks down the barrier of our skin. And so if you were to open up an apple and you 
we're going to lay them both side by side to do a little science experiment. Put lemon juice on top of one of the halves of the apple and put them both in the window in the sun. And then at the end of the day, come back and look and see that the one with the lemon juice, ascorbic oh. acid, is not browned. And if it is, it's very little. So vitamin C does the exact same thing, the ascorbic acid. It protects our skin, the outer barrier, from having sun damage. Um, on top of obviously brightening, but keeping it protected will end up brightening in, in the long run because your skin won't dull from the sun, the UV rays, even our cell phones and our computers have That's rays. That's amazing. Yep. Put it so, on. So you wash your face, then put on your um, vitamin C. And then your moisturizer and everything. Else. Your moisturizer, moisturizer. Okay. Here's another one. Number one, must use serum or product for someone who knows nothing about this stuff. I'm going to say retinol because even if you're doing nothing, adding something is still something. And it doesn't know? matter. I know that we're, and how old are you, Emily? I'm 28. Oh, good gosh. Okay. I am 31, 32. You are, I don't know how old I am. <laughs> I know. It took me a minute too. That's, <laughs> I don't know how old I am. Help me. But uh, this is start skincare in your 20s. Start it in college. Just start the routines, start the habits, because you will be so thankful that you did. So start with retinol. So rewind however far far back to hear the retinol conversation again, if you didn't take notes or look at show notes. We're going to put all this on show notes. Okay. So this was a great one. And we kind of touched on it with the mask stuff. But how do you get your makeup to stay on because it keeps wiping off? So you always want to set your any kind of cream products, whether that's foundation, like a cream contour, concealer, anything that is a wet cream product, you want to set it with a powder always. And then go in with a setting spray. Mm. Always go in with a setting spray. I use setting sprays like three or four times throughout my makeup routine. Do because you? I think that, uh-huh. Yeah. I set my face. Well, I spray a setting spray before, before. I my and up. let it dry, right? Let it dry. Yep. Every time you spray it, let it dry before you do anything Every else. time. Every single time. And then I do my foundation concealer. I set it again. Mm-hmm. Then I go in with my powders. I set it again. Mm-hmm. And then I finish my makeup routine. And then I set it very last. Mm-hmm. So um, setting your face is definitely going to keep it from coming off. I mean, even my makeup still comes off like yeah. my mask. But to keep it from like rubbing on like your friend's shoulder or like your husband's uh, white shirt. Gosh, yeah. yes. On my We've children's clothing. It's always, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So setting, setting spray throughout and then let it, I never knew you're supposed to let it dry before you do anything else, but always let it dry. Yep. Always let it dry. Okay. So the last question that we ask on every single episode of no one told me is what are you so happy that someone did tell you about? What's something that you're just super into right now? Okay. So I am not a beach body coach. I am just a girl that was sad that she didn't have a gym anymore mm-hmm. when COVID hit. And I was like, what am I going to do? And target sold out of all of their hand weights <laughs> so, because insane. everybody was at home having to work out. Like, and you know, they're not using them. Come on. That many people, they're not using them. You no, can't fool me not. first. So you started doing beach body? Beach body workouts. And <sighs> I'm the girl who has done everything. I have gone from like having a personal trainer every single day at 6 a.m. for two hours to now doing at-home workouts. And I am so obsessed with these workouts. They are so fun. I think what I love most about it is that it's like I get to have me time at home. It's yeah. my little time. And I know that is uh, – people used to say that used to make me like want to punch them in the face. Yeah, like. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So your me time is mm-hmm. to work out. I hate myself saying that. Yeah. Um, but I love them. I love. Is it an the app? Body workouts. And they have a website and it's like Netflix oh, okay. for workouts. <sighs> And yeah. you get to get all these cuckoo birds who at first you're like, Hey, I really like you. And then 35 minutes in when they're still like not even breathing uh-huh. hard, you're like, you're the worst. I don't yep. even want to look at you anymore. Yeah. Are you a robot? Yeah. Like this, are you even real? Get out of here with yeah. your six yes. pack. I don't even care. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> okay. Before we go, Emily, tell us about your course that you've done. I know so many of us listen to this and we're like, we don't know how to implement this because it's very hard to do a makeup tutorial on a podcast. So how can they actually <laughs> learn how to do these steps, how to do your five minute face, all that kind of stuff? Well, I'm going to give you guys um, my five minute face tutorial and I have a few that are five minute faces. So I'll just give you guys the library of five minute faces. <gasps> the whole guys, library, Emily, the whole library this is such a big faces. deal. Look at us. We are going to look so good. Everyone's going to know who fire. listens to no one told me because your face <laughs> is going to look good. Yes. Um, but I created a course and it came out in July and it was so fun. I was planning it pre COVID. So then I was like, crap when COVID hit nobody's gonna care to put on their makeup oh. and then people started caring even more because they had to get on those darn Zoom I meetings. know and if you, you want to talk about you see I never wanted Botox more than when I saw myself on a on a Zoom on meeting a Zoom. I'm not kidding I was like this is when that's when I told Ryan we we're gonna spend some monies on my face yep. because I was like I'm tired of looking at myself it's called more than makeup and you can find it in my website, emilyodom.com. And I'll give you guys, absolutely give you guys a discount code. Look so at us. <laughs> I'm going to drop that into show notes because we're big deals, everybody. Yes, we are big are. deals. I can't wait. All right. Well, there's my dog. Again, you've probably heard him throughout the whole episode because if there's one thing that happens every time I record, it is a barking dog or a crying child. Or so, a, ch- a crying, crying child. There you go. I really should have named, named this podcast Crying Babies and Barking Dogs and seeing how many people would get on board with me. But. Emily, I'm just so thankful that I met you that one fateful day when I just noticed how good your face looked. So well, <laughs> and here we are. That's all. And look at us now. You're sitting in your closet on on the podcast. What yep, a good with time no makeup we're on. with no makeup because with, you, you know. don't need it. Listen, that's well, the beauty you. of it. All right, sis, I'm so thankful for you. We're going to drop all of that, your website, your tutorials, all that. We're going to drop it into show notes. Everything you mentioned will all be right there. So people can just click and we're not linking you to Amazon because we don't need expired stuff in our lives. No, I won't do that to y'all. Get it out of here. Thanks so much, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.